You're listening to Coptic Orphans podcast. Cool Copts doing cool things. In our bi-weekly podcast, we will be talking with the most interesting and influential people we know in Coptic and Egyptian circles. We will also be bringing you up to speed on what Coptic Orphans is doing and how, by God's grace, we ensure that fatherless children are cared for, loved, and educated to reach their greatest potential. I'm thrilled to welcome our guest, Dina Daniel, on our Coptic Orphans podcast, Cool Copts Doing Cool Things. In our bi-weekly podcast, I'll be talking with the most interesting and influential people we know in Coptic and Egyptian circles. I'll also be bringing you up to speed on what Coptic Orphans is working on and how, by God's grace, we ensure that fatherless children are cared for, loved, and educated to reach their greatest potential. Today, we're really excited to sit down with Dina Daniel, the owner and founder of Fava Pot, which serves Egyptian cuisine to the D.C. metro area through an acclaimed food truck, a pop-up location in D.C.'s Union Market, and a brick-and-mortar restaurant in Falls Church, Virginia. Dina's Fava Pot food truck was voted onto Food Network's America's 26 Best Food Trucks list in 2013 and boasts a glowing review in the Washington Post. Perhaps most impressive, in 2020, Dina managed to keep her new restaurant location open amid the COVID outbreak when many other businesses had failed. One pandemic later, Favapot has rave reviews and Dina is still serving the D.C. metro area delicious Egyptian food. Dina, thank you so much for joining us and we are privileged to have you here on Cool Cops. There is so much to cover. Would you just start by telling us a little bit about yourself? the chef of Fava Pot. I used to work actually for Coptic Orphans uh, almost uh, 10 years ago, uh, so that's why I'm really familiar and was excited to receive the invitation to come with you and Cool Cups doing cool things. The reason that I started Fava Pot is I want to introduce the Egyptian cuisine to our area and put it in the surface. And uh, it really, I realized, I think, recently that there isn't really that many uh, Egyptian restaurants around the area, but what would you say makes Fava Pot unique from other Middle Eastern restaurants, so other Lebanese restaurants or or um, food from other countries in the region? We are the first Egyptian restaurant in the DC metro area, and now there is only another one restaurant. What makes us unique is 10 years ago, were mixing Egyptian with Middle Eastern. They didn't know that there is Egyptian cuisine existed. So when I say Egyptian, ah, you mean Middle Eastern. No, I'm saying Egyptian. Hmm. So now Egyptian, it is Oriyang. They have, in the past, there were no Egyptian cuisine in Yang. Now we have Egyptian cuisine in Yang. Now Washington Post wrote about Egyptian cuisine. Uh, El Ahram took the article Washington Post put and translated uh, in half a page in the government official newspaper in Egypt and they put that even the Washington Post is not fan of the Egyptian uh, political views but uh, Dina forced them to write about the Egyptian cuisine and about the Egyptian culture. 
So we we are of the map now, and after God's grace, it is it is His work and our like blood, tears, and long hours of work. Mm. That's really incredible, and Favapod is definitely born out of plenty of hard work or God's hand, definitely. Tell me a little bit about how the idea began, Yanni. Did you go to culinary school and this was your big culmination of all of your studies, or, or how exactly did Favapod begin? I didn't go to any schools related to food business. Uh, however, I always loved food. And I'm able to identify good food. Even in Egypt, not every Egyptian food is a good Egyptian food. Uh, Egyptian uh, cuisine is known to be a home cuisine. So it is it is like, it cannot be a recipe written and I give it to someone to, to make it. Hmm. it ha- you have to have heart and passion to cook it at home. Not every housewife in Egypt know how to cook the correct Egyptian cuisine. So I grew up in a family where we serve a very good food. We taste the food. We know what is good food and bad food. And what is commercial and homey. So that's why uh, I was able to get the idea here to, like, every single item in our menu made from scratch inside the restaurant. So I don't buy sauces, I don't buy hot sauce, I don't buy tahini, like wow. everything I ate, even our bread. So yeah. I was able, and actually the outcome is remarkable because most of the reviews, they write, it's food made with love. Mm. And that was, like, for me, this is the success that I was able to deliver this thing saying Egyptian cuisine it's about how you are making it in-house it is not about just recipe and write it Hmm. so when I ask mama for her recipe and she doesn't know how to write it down she's doing it the right way and if she's (laughs) and if I give you the like all the people who work with me in the kitchen they are not Egyptian and all of them I thought that but if I give them the recipe and they step away I don't think they will do the same thing mm, interesting I think that makes sense I think it is definitely a labor of love yeah, it's a necessary ingredient for sure so tell me in, when you were growing up in Egypt did you have a favorite dish and did you add it to the menu can we find it at Favapat? of course for any child in Egypt is their favorite dish and of course, you can find that from a part. And I just want to let you know that a local TV channel was there two weeks ago, and they chose Molokhaya, one of the signature dishes in DC. And they spent two days at Favapat to record about Molokhaya, and the episode is coming out in October. So, wow. And it's the first time ever in DC local channel to have a 30 minute episode about Egyptian food. And to know about Egyptian That's really incredible, Dina. I never would have thought of Molokhaya appearing anywhere on a DC list of food. So that's trailblazing, seriously. I mean, that's so impressive. And it's heartwarming, too, because I think when a lot of us think of Molokhaya, I do think of it as a very, like, home-cooked, traditional food. And it's it's like a child's food, but it's what you eat when you're sick. And it's it's always there. And... Really cool that you put it on the map like that. 
especially in DC where we have so many different people from all over the world to, to make it to that list. That's really special. As I started my, like to introduce myself in, I worked with Scottish Orphans 10 years ago and I was there for six years and I have seen firsthand their awesome work Egypt and how much they are serving God in a professional way. And God loves professional people because he's very organized. So I heard about new initiative that launched in Egypt and I'm curious to know more about it. Yeah, of course. So uh, I know you're really familiar with our work already and you used to be uh, a staple uh, at Coptic Orphans and it's really nice to still see it being able to grow. It's uh, our most, one of our most recent initiatives. I think we've talked about it a bit before. It's called Basita. And it's basically a financial inclusion initiative for the mothers in our program. So the widowed moms who are raising their children on their own after their husband has passed, which of course is a very difficult venture. But Basita, what it's doing is it, we are opening bank accounts in Egypt for these mothers so that for the first time, for many of them, it's the first time they've had 100% control over their finances, right? So we just formalized our partnership with Bank du Caire in Egypt, which is one of the country's largest banks. And we're set to open over 8,000 bank accounts for these moms. So each one of them has their own bank account. And some of these women, Yadina, they're actually not literate. So it's really incredible to see how God has made this happen. I mean, not just for a woman, but for a mother and for a single mother, a widowed mother who had to be taught how to sign her name on the forms so that she gets this account. You know, it's really, really incredible. And I don't know if many people know this, but in the Middle East and North Africa, we're, we're one of the lowest when it comes to a level of financial inclusion for women. I think we're standing at not even 30% for women are, are included in the banking system in Egypt. And it's that coupled with the fact of there's a low literacy rate, right? Especially in rural areas, a lot of women never finished their schooling before they got married. And so a lot of them don't know how to read and write. And a lot of them don't have that national ID that helps them get that access to financial services. So an initiative like Basita and a, a partnership with this bank really helps us to, to make that happen for these women. And inshallah, it'll be able to happen for thousands more in the future. Thank God, I mean, these women will be ushered into the, the 21st century and they will really be empowered to be able to take control of their finances and care for their children and and be independent in a way that that's really a first time for many of them. So thank God, you know, and it'll it'll keep growing in the future. Uh, we we hope. It's a great accomplishment. Thank you, Dina. I, well, it's been a delight to have you here on Cool Cops, and I love how you share so much of our culture through cuisine and even through the smallest home cooked meals that we don't think of as as big meals. They've become this important staple in the DC food world and eventually in the U.S. And it's truly a testament to you and, and the community at large. Uh, before we wrap up, do you have any last thoughts to, to share with our listeners? All what I want to say always, uh, like, be proud of your culture, be proud of where you came from, and uh, make sure to put your fingerprint anywhere you go. 
um, Egypt is the greatest country ever and we should not be like dissolved in different culture we should put our culture and put our finger anywhere we go hmm. well said thank you Dina I hope everyone feels as inspired as I do after our chat and to everyone who's listening thank you for your love and prayers and support for the children of Egypt I hope you get the chance to stop by Favapa and Falls Church sometime soon and uh, get your bowl of molacheya. And uh, on behalf of the Coptic Orphans team, thank you for listening. And I look forward to seeing you on the next edition of Cool Cops Doing Cool Things.